Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. All right, folks, welcome to a wonderful Wednesday in Texas and the United States of America. I hope the sun is shining where you're at. It is here today. Uh, I'd like a little less wind because it's blowing all of these lovely uh, elm seeds and oak seeds into my pool. That's constant maintenance. But hey, uh, that's one of the benefits of uh, having a pool. You got to clean it from time to time. Want to go over some housekeeping before we get into today's topics um, because it's going to be rather extensive and move at a pretty quick pace. Uh, Number one, if you're not going to my website, theinformationedge.net, you need to take some time and do that. There's a lot of good information on it. We do have advertisers. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to go over a little bit on that today. Uh, This segment, actually, we're going to, since we're spending a lot of time today on the PRO Act, on autonomous, there's a couple of sponsors that I have that are related to trucking. I want to bring them into the segment. One of them is Big Wheels Body Shop. Now, you might go, Darren, why, why are you bringing that on? Hey, if you're in North Texas and you've got a large vehicle, uh, an 18-wheeler, heavy equipment, an RV or a bus, and you get it damaged, there are not a lot of places you can take it to and have quality repairs done to it. So, you can go to bigwheelsbodyshop.com. You can look at their location. Um you can give them a call, 817-529-0150. They can, they'll tell you right now what's happening. Um, if, you, if you've got a problem with parts availability, I would highly recommend you use them if you drive any of those type of vehicles. Back to the site, we do have uh, the blog that I do. I do. I do a blog about once a month, sometimes twice a month. I kind of keep it related to that. But the government sites are something that you really need to keep on uh, tabs on. If you go to that and you click it, You've got congressional site links for the House and the Senate, federal government key sites. And, and I focus on this because they spend a lot of money. Then you've got state sites, which take you to all the state. Basically, it's, it goes to where all the committees are. And then you select the committees that you want to go and seek because you need to be involved in your state. Right now, election integrity is a key point. Finally got the link working for pending legislation. I've got state pending legislation for Texas, Georgia. Uh, there's a lot of hullabaloo going around for what's going on in the Georgia bill. We'll go to the state pending legislation. And guess what? I've got that bill there. You don't have to go and do a lot of stuff. You can just click it and it's there. Um, we've also got in terms of federal pending legislation out there. One of the bills we'll talk about today is what's called the PRO Act bill. And the PRO Act bill is technically called House Resolution 842. It is out of the House and it's into the Senate. We're going to do a deep dive into that. So I want you to spend some time, go to the website. It is a resource site for you. Um, keep in mind, I bring a lot of information about uh, these bills, but uh, I'm also consumer-oriented. The, the Friday show that I do on iHeart, we, we, we have a lot of same policies, but we focus a little bit more on how to buy and sell and trade and where to buy accessories. I want you to know if you have those needs, I can help you. You can go to the site. You can contact me. You can email me. It's got my email on there. So there's a lot of things that I can do. This, this is my way of giving back to the public because there's a lot of information, there's a lot of experience I've got, there's a lot of connections that I want to bring to you. Today, we are going to spend a significant amount of time talking about some legislation that impacts a sector that you really need to be aware of. I did, I've done a couple of podcasts on them, but not, not the deep dive that we need to do. 
uh, and that's on the trucking sector. And there's a reason I spend time on the trucking sector because if you if you do go do an internet search, you're going to see, you know, well, how much goods and services does the trucking industry move? And you're going to see something like 70 to 75%. The truth of the matter is the trucking sector moves 100% of goods, okay? Whether it's in a long semi or in a box truck, yes, 30% comes in by ship, by air, by rail, but eventually it goes to a depot and that depot offloads to a truck that goes through. So they're moving 100% of the goods and services that we use. Um, there, is no, there is no milk gallon ferry that just shows up at the grocery store and waves a wand and boom, we've got milk. There is no grocery ferry that comes along and puts all of your vegetables and fruits and all the other sundries out there. It's brought to you by a truck driver, okay? And truck drivers come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Uh, they're, they're men, they're women, uh, they're black, white, brown, all kinds of religions all over the place. It's a very diverse sector. And it's a sector that's been under attack substantially, really probably for the past 10 years, but I'd say in the five years, it's been, it's been concentrated. And what do I mean when I say attack? Um, we're talking about inflated insurance rates due to increased claims, due to lawsuits, the, not having the ability to retain drivers. That's impacting their profitability. Uh, a lot of independent contractors, and it's a big majority of the drivers out there, not having the proper bargaining position to deal with brokers. What is a broker? Um, if I'm a shipper and I want to ship out widgets, I contact a broker and I say, I want to ship out this widget. And the broker turns around and contacts a lot of trucking companies. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with this service, okay? common every day, but that broker doesn't disclose what he makes. And therefore the person who's doing the majority of the work really doesn't know how much of the load that they're getting from a profit standpoint. Although we have enough data to know they're not getting a fair shake of it. So that's a problem that they have. When the government comes out with mandates, for example, if they say, hey, we want to have those trailers to have side skirts on them because we think some car might drive by uh, and accidentally go into your truck and get killed. Well, while that can happen, is it happening enough to make a law pass where truckers have to come out of their pocket. Um, things like electronic logging devices, which was another unfunded mandate, which was a piece of equipment that they had to buy um, to replace what they were doing manually. So there's just on and on and on and on what we're seeing in, the, in terms of regulation, uh, reduced profit. There, we're, we're reaching a breaking point. Two of the things that are the most um, threatening um, to the American trucker is the, not be, to be able to continue to do what they're doing right now. The other is to be replaced by autonomous. So we're going to focus on the PRO Act first. And by the way, when I, when I talk about the PRO Act, even though I'm talking about this from a perspective that involves the American trucker, I want you to understand something that the PRO Act is, it's going to impact anybody that considers themselves an independent contractor. And basically the data that we're getting is that's 58 million Americans. Okay. And so what we're talking about when we say 58 million Americans, 58 million Americans could potentially lose their ability to earn income in the manner that they're doing right now under the PRO Act. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire bill because there's a lot of minutiae in it, but I want you to understand if you go to the site, Information Edge, go to pending legislation, go under federal Bottom one says text of HR 842, protecting the right to organize act. Now, by the way, that's a, that's a misleading title. 
Um, laborers had the right to organize for decades. And matter of fact, it's been doing so in unions. So there's nothing out there that prevents people from organizing or going through. But what the PRO Act does is effectively it's, I don't want to use the word bone to unions, but it is. And I'm going to come back and explain why later this is simply a shell game and, and the unions are, are falling for something they shouldn't fall for. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not an anti-union guy, okay? The reality is the unions did, they did organize. They did help build the middle class. We wouldn't have the great middle class that we have and have had were it not for unions. And I think you get their their kudos for this. And as a matter of fact, if you're wanting a trade skill like a plumber, uh, if you you can go to the plumber and pipe fitters union, if you want to be an electrical, there's the electrical union. If you want to be a welder, there's a welder's union. And I will tell you, these are great programs in terms of trade. They go in, they train you, uh, they put you on the job, you get paid while you're going through and you learn a lifelong skill. So I'm not an anti-union guy. As a matter of fact, I've got one of my sons considering one of those trades. Where I have a problem is when it becomes forced and isn't a choice. And that's the problem that the PRO Act goes through is it is designed to take away how you work and how America works in terms of you, you, we're eliminating choice. And that is not how this country was formed. And that's not going through. If you want to go open up your own business and you want to have everybody be in a union and you want to go by those guidelines, you are free to do so. If you say, you know what, I can't afford to do this. I'm, I'm putting everything I have into this company getting off the ground. Uh, I've got a you know, I've, I've got to do it by the bootstraps and do it myself. And the few people I come in, I've got to, I may overpay them to offset what I can't do in benefits. You have that right. What the PRO Act will do is take away that right. Basically, it will take away what's known as right to work states, which is roughly, it's a little more than half the country, where you have the ability as a business owner to do it in any manner that you want. The PRO Act is designed to eliminate that. Now, stop thinking about that for a second. If you're in a state where you have the ability to govern your business in the way you want, and a piece of federal legislation comes in and takes that away and says, okay, I've got a thousand people on my shop floor and I'm paying them what I feel is a good wage. I'm providing them the benefits that I can afford. I'm giving them a great environment. But all of a sudden, if this passes, now they're going to be unionized people, okay, which we don't know what that means. Could that be a good thing? Could be a bad thing. Sometimes when unions come in and take these things over, the unions go in and they don't do the best by the worker. Now, that's not the rule. It's more of an exception, but it does happen. It also can bring on costs that the employer may not be able to afford. And then if it's in a position of negotiation, which, by the way, the rank and file have nothing to do with this. The actual worker doesn't have anything to do with this. This is management to management. If they increase costs where they can't go through, that's where we started having companies leave the United States and go overseas and start forming companies in other countries because they could not do it effectively here where the American consumer would buy the products. Now, there's a whole argument that goes in. Things should have been different. Maybe we should have negotiated better to pay people more. Maybe we should have passed legislation where you can't take a company overseas, but then you got to pass legislation as a buyer says, you must buy everything made in America. I like that, but maybe there's not, sometimes it's not the best. So we have to be careful with the choices that we go through. And one of the things with the PRO Act is it will eliminate your choice as not only a business owner, but as someone that wants to work on how you can work. It's not a good deal. 
It's not good a deal at all. And so the problem is this is a piece of legislation that all it has to do is pass the Senate and it goes to the president becomes law. Now, does that mean it would be challenged? Probably. I don't know if it's along the lines of constitutionality, but there, anytime you make these dramatic changes, there's going to be problems out of it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Information Edge radio, excuse me, not radio show, podcast. I do radio, so it slips in there with Darren Yancey. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, hate being a repeater, but this is a live show. 866-472-5788 gets you call in. A couple of rules that we have is number one, we don't yell. Uh, and number two, we don't use profanity outside of those rules. Uh, we can call in. We prefer that you stay on topic and be germane. Um, because when I'm getting into these legislative pieces and going through, we like to stay on task. Now we are covering the pro act, uh, HR 842. And again, you can go to informationedge.net, go under pending legislation. You'll see the text of it. You can click it. Now th- these are thousand page bills. Okay. You, you actually have to really get into them, read them. Uh, I've learned over the years to just to scroll through and look for highlights, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you I read them word by word anymore because you, you just can't. I mean, it'll put you to sleep. Uh, they're very boring. They've been sitting on a shelf somewhere. 
The problem with the PRO Act, as I mentioned, is the unionization issue. And I've been hitting kind of from the employer standpoint, but if, if you're an employee and you're an independent contractor, okay, and you've been enjoying the way that you live, you know, uh, I was an independent contractor, still am, I, although I've incorporated and we formed some things that won't be applied by this. But if you like the way you work your life, um, this will change it because you'll, if, if they eliminate you as an independent contractor, then they have to hire you as an employee which means they're going to take the taxes out. And if you're an independent contractor, you can deduct expenses. You won't be able to deduct expenses under uh, employee. You may or may not have the benefits structure that you like. More importantly, uh, there's this, they're going to take union dues out, which you may or may not want to do. The point is you don't have an option anymore. If this bill passes, it is effectively going to be law. So there's a lot of problems with that. Now, how in the heck did this bill even come about? Well, two years ago, state of California, and we watched state law because certain states, California, New York, Texas, and Florida are your four bellwether states that if a piece of legislation comes out that is really impactful, what happens is you have the gophers in the other states pop up and go, oh, 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 maybe we need to be a me too state. And, and they'll start following typical what's called copycat legislation. Well, in this case, California came out with what was called the AB5 bill, and it was called the gig worker bill. Now, it was sold under the premise of, well, you know, we, we've got to get out there and we got to help those independent contractors make better benefits and more money and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the reality is people are independent contractors for the most part because they want to be independent contractors. Um, again, it was another gift to unions at the time, and it's had all kinds of problems. It's legal challenges. There's exemptions. But that bill, there are some people in the House of Representatives went, oh, let's take it and make it federal, even though it's still got legal challenges, even though it's got lots of problems. Let me give you some, some very specific problems it had. If you were an Uber or a Lyft driver, um, until the exemption came out, you, you were going to be out of business. Many trucking firms were no longer able to do business in the state of California. Now, here's what I want you to understand. There's a reason I'm coming from this from a trucking perspective, okay? We're going to get into impact analysis here in a minute. Trucking impacts so many things that you have to understand. I don't want anybody to lose their job, but the impact that's going to have on this specific sector will be so damaging. Um, I don't know that how long it would take to come back by the time they realize it and reverse the law. So we want to prevent it in the first place. But the California AB law, AB5 is where it came from. And it was modeled after that. So you might go, well, what's the big stink? I mean, doesn't the IRS already have standards out there on what is an independent contractor and what's not? And the answer is absolutely, they do. They've had it and they've had it out there for a number of years. The difference is, when the California AB law came out, which the PRO Act has been modeled after, they introduced something different and they introduced something that's a problem with the way people go out and they conduct their businesses independent contractors. And it's called the three-prong test. And the specific part that's the problem, there's an A, B, and C prong, is the B prong. Well, let me go into it and let me specifically state what the B prong is, Okay. Actually, let me read all three of them. The worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in connection with the performance of the work, both under contract for or performance of the work, in fact. That's prong A. Prong B, the worker performs work that is outside the usual course of hiring the entity's business. And we'll get into the de details. And then prong C, the worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business 
of the same nature as is involved in the work performed. Now, if you just read those two, you might go, doesn't C kind of sound the opposite of B? Don't they negate each other? And you could go, uh, yeah, they do. Um, somebody that obviously had some type of mental uh, incapacity probably drafted this. But the problem is, is there's wording in, in this, in the, in the B prong, that's a problem. And let's go into it. The worker performs work that is outside the usual course of the hiring business. Okay. Well, here's the problem. If you're an independent contractor and you're, you're, you're doing the same and you're doing the same business, then all of a sudden they can't hire you. They can't contract with you. So the, the person that is paying for the independent contractor all of a sudden says, okay, well, I can't give you a, a contract rate to go out and haul goods from A, B, or C, or maybe you're a freelance writer. I can't give you a contract to do this because now I have to hire you. Well, then that person that's paying this, they've got to want to hire you on as an employee. That means they want to have, they're going to have to face whatever regulations that they have in terms of hourly wage, any type of benefits you get into, uh, certain legislative issues that employees have that they do have more rights over independent contractors, but um, you've also got, they're going to be paying payroll tax. And by the way, if you ever hear uh, any politician that goes out and says that corporations never pay any taxes, um, there's this thing called a 941, which is a payroll tax and it's done every quarter. Every corporation pays it. Okay. If you're an independent contractor, you pay your own, which is normally about 15% of your wages. If you're an employee, you will pay half of that and your employer pays the other half. And you might say, well, gosh, that's a good deal for employee. Maybe, maybe it's not. The employee does not get to write off any other expenses going to and back and performing their work. Now, I say that in general, there are certain cases where that could not, that may not be true, but we're doing a generalization here. An independent contractor gets to write off all their expenses and they lower their tax liability. So that 15% that they owe on their total earnings could in fact be less than the 7.5% that they would pay as an employee. The employer, on the other hand, they got to come out of their pocket. So it all sounds good on paper, but it's based on an assumption that somebody wants to hire. And there's the problem. Now, specifically in trucking, what we've seen, we've seen the Teamsters Union, which is one of the largest unions out there, if not the largest, and at one time, the most powerful in the United States until trucking was deregulated. They've applauded this. They think, oh, this is great. This is going to more good paying jobs and benefits, this, that, and the other. Here's the problem. They are not the majority of what trucks out there. Um, there's roughly and this is a loose number, between two to two and a half million drivers that drive trucks in the United States. And those are long haul, uh, what we call last mile. Um, they do oil and gas. They do utilities. They drive trash trucks. There's a whole bunch of them. But you've got a big chunk that are independent contractors. In other words, of that two and a half million, less than 15% are what you would classify as a large company, okay? The rest are small businesses. In trucking, it's 50 units around. You might go, well, that's a lot of units. 50 units is a lot, but it's not when you're comparing it to 500 or 1,000 units, okay? But it's still, it's, there's, there's insurance costs. There's a lot of costs that go with them. 
And what happens is these businesses run. Now, independent contractors, they what they do is they hook on or what they call latch on to another company. They, they still own their truck, but they are operating under somebody else's authority and therefore they're trying to reduce costs. It's what's called an independent contractor or owner operator. Well, that immediately goes away. So the question you need to ask yourself is, well, Darren, if this legislation passes, what's the potential impact on it? Now, it's hard getting a, when, when they, we don't know the exact amount of drivers out there, it's hard getting the data, but the numbers that I'm hearing is that we have somewhere between 350 to 500,000 long haul truckers by themselves. I think it's really more than that, but let's use that data for a second. If, and if those are independent contractors, you're talking about wiping out the jobs of between 350,000 and 500,000 people because there's not an employer that can all of the sudden take on that much payroll, that much payroll tax, that much benefit cost, and then have to provide a vehicle for them to drive in and make a profit. So I want you to think about that for a second, okay? It's all based on an assumption that there's a job out there where that person goes from being an independent contractor to an employee, and it is an incorrect assumption. And by the way, I'm focusing on truckers, okay? There's a lot of people out here, approximately 58 million people that identify themselves as independent contractors, meaning they're not an employee, but they make their money and they take their expenses and they file their taxes and they live life the way they want, how they want. They don't answer to anybody. They work the hours they want and they're happy. And I've been in that group for a long, long time. I have been an employee from time to time. Uh, large, large agency a couple of years ago was great, but it just wasn't for me because I'm not the employee type. I had to be an employee for a major insurance company when I first got in the insurance business because it was part of the con- it was part of the conversion to getting where I could become an independent contractor. But I know the difference is out there, and it's not just how the IRS treats it. There's a big difference in expense and lifestyle and, and freedom, and that's really what boils down to. It's a freedom issue. Independent contractors are different. They're a different duck. They like to have their freedom. We're talking about wiping out those jobs. What do you think it's going to have on the impact of the U.S. economy? It's going to be devastating. From a trucking standpoint, keep in mind those truckers out there, they're moving your groceries. That's your milk in their trucks. That's your fruit and vegetables. That's your Levi's that you buy at the store. That's your shoes. Everything that you go and you purchase, a trucker brought to you. You must remember that. And if all of a sudden you're taking a major class sector of working people and you're wiping them out for legislative purposes, there is no way in God's green earth that that has a positive impact. And that's why this legislation has got to be stopped. It's just, it's, it's it, whoever put this together, they're not thinking outside of the box. I'm not saying that they have evil intentions. I'm saying they're not thinking. And when you're not thinking, you're causing problems. All right, time, folks, it's time to take a quick break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast with Darren Yancey. That's me. We're going to pay some bills. Let you hear some wonderful things on some of the sponsors, and we'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. Again, this is a live show, 866-472-5788, if you'd like to opine. Get a lot of emails from you folks. Um, I am on Gab and Twitter at DGYancey65. Um, we have quite a few followers on that. Um, I piddle around with Parler a little bit. Also, DG, at DGYancey65. I'm not really doing any followers, but I am posting on that. You can also find me on LinkedIn, uh, Darren Yancey, and on Facebook on the Information Edge, which I go out now. Facebook, I just I post. I'm, I'm not really a Facebook fan, and eventually I, I will leave it. But for right now, there's some groups on there that I like to communicate with. Um, since we're talking about trucking, the PRO Act, and uh, this sector in depth today, I'm also going to bring on another sponsor that we have. And by the way, you can go to informationedge.net under advertisers. Uh, I've got some, and we've got to update that. We've got more advertisers. I just, I get behind on updating the site. Kowser Tire is one of our, been a major sponsor that I've had on the Friday show. We brought them onto this show. Uh, if you're coming through North Texas and you've got any type of tire problems, you need to give Kevin Davis at Kowser a call. Folks, this is one of those, it's kind of like a throwback to Mayberry RFD. They can handle everything. Uh, it, cars, trucks, SUVs, ATVs, lawnmowers, tractors, semi-trucks, 
RVs, construction equipment. There, there is no tire they can't make. If you drive a semi truck, if you drive a bus, if you drive an RV and you have large tires, they actually have a retread plant there on site. So uh, it's a great facility. They take wonderful care of you. All their mechanics are AC certified. Uh, I, I give them a call. They're at Cowser Tire Online, and uh, we highly encourage you to use them. Again, that's if you're in the North Texas area. Okay, we've been talking about the PRO Act and the ramifications of what that bill is going to be. Now, I, this is a two-pronged segment because I want to spend some time now and focus on another attack that we're having, and we'll wrap it up in the final section on truckers, and that's on autonomous technology. Now, I know some of you are thinking, Darren, why are you against autonomous technology? It's just going to, it's it's like being in the Jetsons. We get in and we're going to be in the future. Well, if we were going to be in the sky where I could go and not worry about somebody hitting me, I might be a little more excited. The problem is we've seen over the years, first off, in private passenger vehicles, every time there's a, the, they go out and they do an extended period of test and they get these vehicles on the road, there always ends up in a wreck where somebody dies. Don't take my word for it. Do your research online. So that's with private passenger vehicles. Now what's happened in the last really three years, and I'll say two years heavy, is someone said, hey, we want to make automated driving out of 100,000 pound rigs with freight. (laughs) And it's the only technology that I've ever seen that at both the state level and in the federal level, it is being tossed the keys to write its own legislation. It's insane. And let me explain what the problem is, okay? First off, let me talk about the premise that it's based on. The premise that autonomous technology companies, as they apply to trucking, the selling point that they're making is they're going to say, okay, there's a driver shortage and our technology will fill that shortage. And that's a bunch of BS. There is no driver shortage. The problem is there is a shortage of people that want to go into an industry that wants to treat them, treat them like fecal matter. Okay. Um, we've talked about the problem with pay. Uh, they're, they're being squeezed on their profits. And for those that are employees, okay, working for some of these mega carriers, it is no day at the beach. They are being, they're paying uh, basically cheap wages because they're getting new people that come in. They're not training them properly. They're not giving them good benefits and they are wearing them smooth out. So again, if you think the PRO Act is going to solve that problem, I got swamp land in my backyard that I want to sell as beachfront property. I mean, it's just bottom line is it's baloney. So, but that's the premise it's being sold on. If trucking would invest in its drivers and invest in benefits, whether it's more freight, however you want to do it, there is no driver shortage. So we're going to debunk that. The reality is this information, or excuse me, this technology is being rolled out for one purpose and one purpose only. It is to eliminate drivers. Now, two years ago, everybody was saying, well, we're only going to come out with certain levels and there'll always be a person in there and, and we're, not, we're not trying to, 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 to take away drivers. Well, that facade, now that there is a uh, Mr. Biden's in the White House, it's been completely lifted. They're coming out right now and telling you it is our goal to replace drivers. You've got people within the United States Department of Transportation. It's basically said, oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's coming. Major states like Texas, Florida, California, they are all promoting driverless training, excuse me, autonomous uh, systems out there. And right now they're saying, well, it's going to be just out on the highways where nobody can get hurt. Okay, 
First off, that's a bunch of bunk as well. We know highways have people on them. Let me tell you a lot of the problems we have with this. Now, there's a gentleman by the name of Michael Decor that I've had on our Friday broadcast. We're trying to get him scheduled for this, and it'll be to specifically debunk the issues that come out as it relates to the grandstanding that these autonomous technology companies are going on. The problem we have is all of this technology is basically based on gaming software, okay? It has no true recognition and learning system because uh, it would have to go out and have billions of miles, billions of miles in testing, and it would have to have thousands upon thousands of crashes in an environment to learn how to avoid them. Several of the technology manufacturers that are coming out have had problems where they cannot even recognize a school bus. Yet you're being sold a bill of goods right now that says, well, we're going to come out and solve your problems. No, it's not. Okay. Number one, aside from the economic devastation of taking X number of million of drivers out, because this isn't just going to impact long haul drivers. This will impact drivers across the spectrum in trucking. You'll have economic chaos because most of those people that are out there now, they're not going to, unfortunately, like um, Mr. Uh, Jim Carrey said, they're not going to go out and program and they're not going to go out and build solar panels. Okay. If they lose their jobs, they have problems. They go on unemployment. They go into financial devastation. There's social impact. I mean, there's just all kinds of problems. So that's one problem that this technology is going to bring on and they're trying to freight train it to you. Here's the other. You're talking about a device that, from a security standpoint, can be hacked. You're talking about something that can be that has between 100 to 100,000 plus pounds of weight between the tractor, the trailer, and its freight. So you're turning that particular piece of equipment into a weapon. Now, if you don't think there are bad actors that will start hacking this technology for terroristic purposes, you're simply not thinking clearly. It will be used and it will be used frequently. Now, here's the other problem. The companies that are developing this that are coming out and are raising just ungodly amounts of capital. Oh, we're worth a billion, two billion, three billion. Oh yeah, we're worth lots. Well, they're worth that now. Let's roll ahead when the first truck that doesn't have anybody behind it or Let's talk about something that's what's called a level four autonomous, okay? Part of this technology, there's, there's five different levels of autonomous technology. Autonomous level five means there's nothing in there. It's basically a robotic piece of equipment, okay? Three and four, you can have someone in there, and technically that's for if there's a mistake, they grab it. But we already know from testing in the private pasture fields that when they have these level three and four autonomous, that the driver doesn't pay attention. And when you're taking these type of positions and you're wiping out people, uh, you're wiping out independent contractors, the people that are going to hire on are going to be, they're not going to be a driver. They're going to be some type of gamer that applied for a job. So they're not going to have the skills, number one. So the reaction time when there's a problem is not going to be there. And they're going to be working for lower wages. People, they're not doing this to make people more money. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second on the unions being sold a shell game. But the reality of the situation is you're talking about a technology that will be able to be hacked. They'll turn it into a weapon. And the first time that happens, these two, three, four billion dollar companies out there, first off, the sheer shock value of this happening will devastate their stock value. Okay. 
So it won't be X number of billions. It'll be hundreds of millions. Then what's going to happen is every attorney this side of the Mississippi and the other side of the Mississippi are going to be going after anybody and everybody that touches that unit. If you put the brakes on it, you're going to get sued. If you put the tires on it, you're going to get sued. If you made the headlights that power that powered the lights on the front, you're going to get sued. Every component in that truck, because they're going to say, well, it wasn't our software. It was X. Everybody's going to get sued. And the lawsuits that are going to come out of this are going to make the current nuclear verdicts look like a day at the beach. You're going to put companies out of business, and there is no current financial backstop. Let me repeat that. There is no current financial backstop for these technologies. And what that means is there is not an insurance company now, maybe in the future, but currently now there is no insurance company that is willing to invest and insure level three and above autonomous, whether it's private passenger or whether it's trucking, because there's too much liability. And what does that mean to you? How does that hurt you? If you're one of the, if, if your family happens to be victimized because a truck turns into a weapon, if that company goes bankrupt because of their stock goes to zero and it can, or the claims adjustment goes to nothing and you're one of 30 people, you might not get anything. These are decisions that are being made right now in the United States Congress and they're not telling you the truth. Now, this bill has already left the House on the PRO Act. You've got the infrastructure bill that they're looking at. And right now, there's no regulation on autonomous. I cannot stress this enough. There's none. It's wide open. It is the open range. I've never seen this in any history where you've got something that could do so much damage, have so much impact on a devastating scale, where both the state and federal levels are basically handing the developers of the technology a piece of paper and a pen and saying, partner, write it up how you'd like to be it, buddy. We'll get it passed. That's what's happening right now. And it's got to stop. We're going to talk about how we can stop that when we come back and wrap up the show. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. This is Voice America Radio Network, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to The Information Edge. All right, folks. Welcome to the final segment of The Information Edge. We have been covering the PRO Act. Um the potential devastation it can wreak on independent contractors. And while we've been taking the perspective of the trucking sector, again, if you're an independent contractor and the PRO Act passes, um, you could effectively be out of the way that you earn a living. Because if the people you independently contract with won't hire you as an employee, um, you got a problem. So that's part of what we've discussed. We've been discussing autonomous technology um, and the insanity that this truly is in an unregulated environment of what it can do to it's, it's just, I, I can't put it any more stressful than there. It has to be regulated and it has to be done in a manner that's not detrimental to existing drivers and the general public, because if they come out with this and roll out with this, um, it, the, the, it's going to have, they're going to sit here and say, well, it's going to be to save this. The problem is it's not going to work the way they say. You won't be moving goods and services in the same manner as you are today. And what it will mean is a, you're not going to have as much uh, items in the marketplace. Now, what does that mean? You go, it, it means higher prices, okay? Your gasoline goes up. Your everyday sundries go up what it costs to operate your business or to operate your home. All those costs go up because there won't be the same number of drivers out there moving the freight. And I've ha- I had someone come up and say, okay, well, Darren, they're going to move it to the railways. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the problem with that. Um, number one, the rails already exist and the railways already bring it in and the railways already move. The railways are part of that 30% that's out there along with airlines and along with shipping that bring in goods and services to a final destination point. The problem is the railway can, it's, it's not like it was 150 years ago when they built a town and they literally had a depot for the railroad at that time. Yeah, they could pull up and they could cart off all kinds of goods and the people come there to the railhead and they'd move it and you're happy. Uh, it doesn't work that way in 2021 at Bottom line is you reach a destination and you have to stop it. It must be unloaded onto something and delivered to that last destination. Railway cannot solve the problem. So um, for the for the person that sent that email in, I appreciate it. But the reality is it's just not practical. So we have to protect the ability to move goods and services. Now, how is this going to roll out on autonomous? This is part of what's going to be coming out in um this infrastructure bill, they're going to move probably some more favorable legislation because that bill is still fluid right now. And in two weeks, I'm going to have Genevieve Collins from Americans with Prosperity on, and we're going to do a deep dive into the infrastructure bill. But a couple of things I want you to also be aware of that impact these topics today. In that bill, they're going to have two things. Number one, they're going to try to raise the minimum amount 
of required insurance for anything that has a, uh, a USDOT number on it from $1 million to $2 million in limits. Now, it's not going to double their premiums, but it will increase their premiums a, a solid 30%. Well, you have to stop and think about it. If you operated a business, whether as whatever banner that you operate, and all of a sudden your costs go up 30%, what are you going to do? Think about that. Are you going to pass on the costs? Or are you going to go out of business? Well, chances are, if you want to stay in business, you're going to pass on the cost. So that's one of the ramifications that this infrastructure bill can have. Another ramification that they could have it is they're also reconsidering introducing 18-year-olds to get CDLs to drive these big rigs. Now, I want, you, I want that to simmer for a second. We have one spectrum where we're letting autonomous vehicles run without regulation, and we're talking on another spectrum, bringing 18-year-olds in to drive semi-trucks. Do you understand the insanity that's going on in your federal government right now? They're out of their wigs. So how do we make a difference? Because you can make a difference on the infrastructure bill, and you can stop the PRO Act. But it takes involvement. So let's talk about the manner and how you're going to do that. Number one, go to my site because I've done all the research for you. I've set up all the links for you. Now, I can't do the emails for you. I can't do the calls for you. That's you. But I need you to go and get this site. First off, go to the site, informationedge.net. Go to government sites. Let's start with Congress. Okay. I've got the congressional site link to the House. I've got the top one is the complete list of the House of Representatives. Now, if it's a bill that's already left the House and gone to the Senate, don't bother with them. But in the case of autonomous, uh, autonomous the raising for insurance, the potential to bring on 18-year-olds, that has not left the House yet. Okay, they're still in negotiations. But the main committee that's going to handle that is the House Committee on Transportation Infrastructure. I have the link right there. You can scroll down, click it, and it'll take that to you. And it has all of the members that are on there from every state. And guess what you need to do? You're going to have this program that you can download at any time. You can go back and listen, write down the highlights, because if you're driving or you're home right now, I don't expect you to have everything. But you can go back and you can write all that stuff down, make yourself a memo, and fire off an email. And I promise you, the reason I do this show is not that I need a bunch of truckers to talk with about this. They know the problem. I need the American electorate to get out and get involved. That's what makes things happen. So you can go to that committee. You can send them emails. You can make phone calls. You can go to their website, leave messages. I'm telling you, when you do enough of this, it does have an impact. On the Senate side, you can go to the, uh, it says congressional site, go to the U.S. Senate. The committee that you need to look at is the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation. That's its equivalent on the Senate side. So they're going to be considering it as well. And you can contact all the, the people on those committees. They have subcommittees that will specialize in. But the bottom line is email, call, go to their website and leave messages. In regards to the PRO Act, the PRO Act is now in the Senate. Okay. And the PRO Act is one that it's, it's going to require information. You go to go to the U.S. Senate. The top one has the U.S. Senate membership. Okay. Now, I don't think the Republicans are going to vote for this. If you might. The first thing is this needs to require this needs to be part of the filibuster and have 60 votes. 
you need to focus on talking with the Democrats. Okay. And I know there are, there are some people on both sides that are loons, but there's a lot of folks that aren't. Okay. And you have to appeal to the devastation and of this impact on the PRO Act. It's going to wipe out jobs. That's the bottom line. It's going to wipe out lots of jobs. It's going to cause severe economic disaster, and it's not good for America. The same thing on the infrastructure side. We've got to curtail in autonomous trucking. It's not good for that sector because, folks, I want you to remember this. If it's good for the American trucker, it's good for you. If it's devastating for the American trucker, it's going to be devastating for you. Tell them that you want it regulated in. You don't want them wiping out drivers. You don't want 18-year-old drivers out there. Let me tell you what the statistics are on that. And I knew this from all the years that I, I ran a retail agency. A male or female driver in their first five years of driving have a 65% chance of having an accident. Now, that may be whether they back into a telephone pole, they bump something coming out of the garage, tear the front end off because they can't park, or they kill themselves and others in an accident. Those are statistics that go back decades. It does not change when you give them a CDL and put them behind a 100,000-pound unit with freight. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. You could also tell them that you do not want to see the insurance limit change because it will have a devastating impact on the cost of the trucking industry, which will lead to higher prices for your goods and services. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do all of this and you get involved, you make those emails, you make those calls, you will make an impact, I promise you. Um, there may be one set of narrative that uh, senators and House representatives give to the media, but I can assure you, um, I'm, I'm pretty tuned into a lot of this. When they start getting those calls, they know people are watching them and they know there's ramifications for just basically flagrant bills to pass them. You can be the catalyst. You can be the impact. I do what I can. I do this show. I go on social media. I talk with people. I volunteer to go in and testify. I get on committees. But ultimately, it boils down to you and your friends and your relatives letting them know what's going on. The great thing about what I've got with the podcast here is you can go at any time and you can do a direct download. You can replay this, get the highlights of it to contact them. You can contact me via the website. Go there. I've got my email on there, Darren at DarrenYancey.com. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Gab. You can follow me on Parler. You know, all those things are out there. Contact me and I'll do what I can. All right. It has been a great pleasure to bring this message to you today. You've been listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We do this on the Voice America Radio Network, and we will be back next week. Actually, next week, we're going to have a special guest on about having how to stop taxpayer-funded lobbying. We're going to have uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan from the Texas Scorecard on the show. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then. 